What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 175 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. I say that number like that because it surprises me every time that we've gotten 175 episodes. Uh, my name is Cody Eber. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Gadzooks, since Joe's not here. Yeah. Uh, we are in some crazy stormy weather. I seem to be in a safe bit of bubble so prayers for Joe. Hopefully he's doing okay. I mean, it's going to be Wednesday by the time we listen to this, so uh, hopefully he's fine. But I know the weather's really already hit Oklahoma pretty hard, so prayers out to anyone who is infected, affected over over there. Infected. Infected with tornado tornadoes. Disease. It's not a zombie apocalypse. I hope not. <laughs> affected. We, we have a really good show today, and I don't yeah. usually say that because I think it's really cliche, but we have some awesome stuff. They were geeking out about Sony, Batman, and streaming fu- services of the future. But first, special shout out to our patrons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, Dan Alo, Trey Bearband, and Peter Tallow. So, usually we talk about video game news, but I think we should switch it up and talk about movie news. I'm just kidding. Let's actually switch it up and talk about TV news. Or we can we can mix all three because we've got a news story that is the trifecta for us. Uh, this is this is huge. I don't know who even who should talk about it, so I'll just I'll bring it up. It's funny. It's like a rare occurrence. Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. We're like, what do we do with this? We're going to put at the top of the show. PlayStation Productions. This is a thing that Sony is making where they will actually make movies and tv shows based off of playstation characters so think of like god of war um last of us probably oh yeah there's horizon zero dawn there's so many good stories to be told my question is why not just put these under the sony umbrella they already have a production company why make it its own thing and i worry how that'll affect budgeting maybe they're like these will be lesser budgets because PlayStation will run them and not Sony. Well, I think even they quoted saying that they're looking to Marvel Studios kind of as inspiration. Yeah. So so with Marvel having that division, they have a, a guy specifically that um, that is going to head all this stuff up, kind of like how DC has somebody as well. Yeah. So I think that's their strategy there is that they want to have like a laser focus on this stuff. Hmm. be cool. I... Yeah. I think that's probably you're probably closer to the mark. I, I do worry about like the budgeting thing, but maybe they're going to put more budget into it because it'll be such yep. a focused situation. Yeah. What I'm really hoping for is that PlayStation companies are going to be heavily involved in this as far as the stories go. Oh yeah. Like we saw, we talked about the documentary from Corey. What's his last Corey, name? Corey Barlog. Corey yeah. Barlog did God of War yes. last week. I think if a God of War movie is made and they really put him in to at least inform a director if he isn't the director himself would be really you know what's really, really cool good. about that though his dad actually did the novelization of the book as well of god yeah. of war oh so maybe wow. even get him and his dad in there both or, or something like that i i would hope that the 
companies are heavily involved with these movies and these TV shows. And I think yeah. having this be its own thing, that's probably why they're doing that, is so that these companies will be more involved in these movies and TVs. A Horizon Zero Dawn TV show would be awesome, by the way. That would be cool. Or movie. Yeah, it's just, it might be I don't too know, big it's for so it. interesting, because the whole point of games is that you're interacting with a, you know, you're interacting with a story, or you're interacting... Mm-hmm. With something that's not even a story, and I guess most of the things that they're they're trying to do has some sort of story behind it, but I don't know. It's just the same sort of issue comes up that Tomb Raider faced of like, okay, do we do something new with these characters, or do we just do the same story that's already in the game? Because then again, you're gonna be including one audience while alienating another. It's like, who are you gonna choose? And they're gonna have to figure out that balance of like. Do you choose something that all the gamers are going to like, or do you choose like to go in a direction that everyone's going to like that just involves these characters or these themes? So, yeah. I don't know. I hope they switch it up, because I would love to see an origin story of God of War that's more focused on the story, because the first one wasn't focused on the story, like the original God of War. Yeah, the original didn't... I mean, it kind of explained his origins a little bit, but it wasn't like a direct thing. Yeah. yeah, and so so with God of War, it that gets a little heavy because of of what he did as a character, how he like slayed his own family and his own village because he was, you know, obeying the gods. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think they were to rehash that. That could be really cool. Yeah, like maybe him as like just a Spartan general, kind of, you know, or, or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's these newer games like Horizon, where yeah. I wouldn't want a regurgitation of that story. I would want something in that world. I feel like you could almost make a better, shorter, condensed story about Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, because, I mean, I haven't beat Horizon Zero Dawn, but it doesn't sound like the story was really the highlight of that game. Uh, from what I from what I know, but I think... I could, really liked it. Well, I mean, I, I think people have really, but it's more about the open worldness and uh, yeah. about, about the, the creatures and the, the robotic, you know, animals and stuff that... You know that that game is known for. Um, My so thing with I that think... one is there's such big reveals in that game, mm-hmm. and so if you were to make that a movie, then yeah. all the gamers who played it would already know these twists that make it interesting. Yep, as far yeah. as the story goes. Pretty much. Yeah, there's there's a lot they could do. Like I could see them doing like a really cool, like a really cool like Spider-Man show or something based off of the PS4 game. Um, yeah. There's so much they could do. Uh, there there really is. Um, although I don't want them to. Um, I know Ratchet and Clank didn't do well, mm-hmm. so I kind of hope they look at that and kind of see how they could do that, but like better. Not R- Ratchet and Clank necessarily, but there was also a Sly Cooper movie that was supposed to come out that was based off the PS2 mm-hmm. game. I um, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. There was like even like a demo footage or like teaser there footage. There was. Of, I mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. So I hope they look at that and say, okay, let's not do that, which I mean, it sounds like the movie was was fine. But the game was even better. It was, so just, yeah. For Ratchet and Clank, the story was identical. Yeah. Um, you had different voice actors, which was, like, really weird. Yeah. And then it was literally, like, watching the cutscenes of the game with a little weird. bit of added cutscene instead of gameplay. Huh. Yeah. I didn't watch the movie long enough, but I hope they look at that and say, let's not do this if they do attempt that, like, Sly Cooper movie again or something, because... That movie's probably still up in the air somewhere, and I think they could do something with, you know, that property or, you know, yeah. like the younger properties for the younger audience, they could come up with stuff too. Yeah. A couple things of note here is that there is no mention of their own streaming service. 
right. which they used to have a streaming service. I have no idea what happened to that. I looked it up, LJ. It is called PlayStation Video. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that still exists. Yeah. Well, because what they did was they put it out through their video service, which you can buy TV shows now. Okay. Um, but but they did have their own original show called like Powers or something like that. Yeah. And I never watched it, but it was panned. Uh, so I watched the first episode. And that's all I remember. I don't remember the episode very well. <laughs> I know someone jumps off a building. Uh, they were trying to fly. I don't remember if they fly or not. I have no idea. Huh. So, so yeah. I mean, if they decide to go with just putting these movies out like in theaters, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But my theory is that I, I hope they don't do this, but they might utilize their PlayStation View service, which is like that television service. I mean, I would throw it into a bunch of different things like yeah i think playstation view would be cool to do like the tv shows in and that would be kind of um smart of them yeah to do that for the tv shows but then i want these movies to be hollywood budget movies that we see in theaters yeah so we'll see uh, like, uh, the other thing to uh, note you said marvel uh they are not planning to do a shared universe of god of war and last of us <laughs> as far yeah, as we know no, no shared universes um but yeah, with Marvel, I was just going to say real quick, like, it would be cool, like, you know, we can do this with some of these movies now, but something I did with my family and Marvel movies was, you know, I'd they'd come to me after the movie was over and be like, okay, so was it like this in the comics? Or yeah. you know, did this thing happen? So That's, with video yeah. games, you know, if, if these movies, if video game movies actually make it big and notable, kind of like Detective, Detective Pikachu recently, uh, if yeah, video games become a thing then, you know, we can hopefully, you know, like, we'll be able to do that with people that don't really play video games. Mm-hmm. I want more Kingslave. I love the concept of Kingslave watching a movie that did great by itself. It totally stood alone. Like, tied to the... That's not... But it tied that, to the game so well yeah, and added yeah. to the game's value. Very that true. movie got me to buy Final Fantasy fifteen. so... That's cool. If they even did something like that, you know, that's that would... That's a great concept. That would be I, cool absolutely love that i think that more games should do that and i think with these game developers they're developing a game uh it'd be really cool to see more of these movies kind of like tie into the games but play the game yeah Yeah. for sure i'd be down cool well from there we'll get into what we've been playing lj you're doing gaming news What, what have you been playing this week yes uh so i have been playing uh rage 2 Okay. And so yeah. that that just came out last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's pretty cool. It's from the developers of Doom alongside uh, the developers of that Mad Max game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a lot. It is a lot of fun uh, from like a shooter standpoint. It's Is it, it does over some... the top punk that they showed on the trailers? Yes, it has some of that. Uh, my problem with the game is that, um, you know, I look at their other game, Mad Max, which did a lot of really cool stuff. It did a lot of really cool things with car combat. Mm-hmm. But the world just feels kind of empty. You have all these points you can go uh, control. You have these areas where you can get abilities. These are like futuristic looking like pods where you can get abilities and guns, you know, for the main character. And... Uh, there's just kind of only that, you know, there are these bandit camps and things like that where you can go clear out. And so it's very checklisty in that way. Okay. Mm. Uh, the story's kind of throwaway, which is kind of expected from like a, you know, id software, you know, shooter thing, which is fine. Your character actually speaks, which is kind of interesting because a lot of games are kind of going for that silent protagonist kind of thing these days. Yeah. 
or right. you know or you know especially shooters talk, yeah like the division two you're called the sheriff which i think is a cheesy name to call your character because it's like the whole concept is there's a new sheriff in town but your character actually has a name in rage and uh they're kind of go by their last name their name is walker and so you actually get to choose between <laughs> male or female okay and so you're literally a ranger named walker <laughs> walker so, walker wow. walker the post-apocalyptic ranger <laughs> Texas Ranger. Uh, Cheesy. Is there? My, there's no multiplayer. No, there is not. That's so weird. Um, so it's it's lacking severely in car combat, which is what I love Mad Max for. Um, my favorite thing about this game is uh, you guys may not be, you probably won't be familiar with NBA Jam, like that old school arcade sports uh, franchise. But um, hmm. there's a there's a thing you get if you pre-order it where uh, Tim Kittrow, the announcer in those games, uh, can commentate your gameplay. And so, whenever you uh, do stuff, whenever you, like, shoot somebody, he'll be like, boom, shakalaka. Or when you cause explosions, he'll be like, he's on fire, like the original commentary. <laughs> and and uh, I got so happy and uh, because there's a part where you, where you get a shotgun. When you first get the shotgun, he's like, oh, shotgun, you're not messing around. And then uh, he goes, uh, this is my boomstick, which is a quote from Army of Darkness, uh, a Bruce Campbell movie, but... Okay. It just cool. I loved those references because it's such a Tim Tim Kitro commentating the game is such a '90s thing, and it makes that game so mm-hmm. much more enjoyable. Cool. Um, there's a thing where he even says like he's like, oh, he's uh, what are you gonna do with that uh, pistol? Like whenever you change guns and stuff like that, he has something commentary for something, and he even has original lines that he recorded for Rage Two. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, oh, saving the post apocalypse one body at a time, and something, and a bunch of stuff like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, nice. it's the commentary makes it a lot of fun, but other than that, it's lacking in a lot of areas. Um, what about you, Shelly? I've been playing more of that Digimon Cyber Sleuth game. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing more of that. Not any new thoughts from last week regarding that okay. game. I did play it a lot. I'm a little bit addicted, which is weird, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, I also been playing lots of Plants vs. Zombies just for the heck of it. Uh, I beat the game again. Like, I played it and beat it before, but like a long time ago. Um, I don't, I don't know. think I've I ever just... played it. It's a good game. Regular like Plants vs. Zombies? That's an old school one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I played it a lot when I was a kid. Like, kind of when it came out, I played it a lot. And Yeah, that's like one of the, like, the first like popular mobile games right there. No, yeah, I mm-hmm. played it on... My parents' iPad, <laughs> so I can like yeah. touch everything. <laughs> it's like right up there with Angry Birds, and, and stuff. I play it on yeah. my uh, laptop because my laptop has a touch screen, so it's essentially like playing on a tablet. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah, I, I, that's such a classic game. I think I don't know. I got feeling like I wanted to play it recently. I think it's because of Billie Eilish's "Bad Guy" and everyone's saying that it's just the Plants vs Zombies song, and I'm like, hey, I want to play Plants vs Zombies. And so I did, and I beat it. <laughs> so when you're t- when you're talking about Digimon, like I seriously wanted to go back and watch those shows, and I'm probably yeah. going to because just talking about it, it was like bringing back a lot of nostalgia. And I'm like, mm. man, they're all on Hulu. I need to watch them. I want to rewatch Digimon Tamers because that was the best one. But or or even the the original, honestly. But I think it gets my pretty quick. my favorite one was the second season because then they had um. V- Vimon, Vimon the- yeah. yeah, and so I loved the uh, like uh, the different like 
forms he could change into the evolutions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he had that like he had that like fire armor. What's really cool like, in the Digimon Cyber Sooth game is that they do implement those things. Mm-hmm. So I have a Vmon, and but to I could digivolve it to just a regular next step of what Vmon's supposed to go into, right. or I can do a bunch of crazy ridiculous steps. Because um, in, in that game, in pretty much any Digimon game, it shows you exactly what stats, what level a Digimon right. needs to be at to Digivolve uh-huh. into whatever Digimon. There's always different options, but for Vmon, uh, Vmon can Digivolve into, I think it's Flame Dramon, is that one? The, the, like, yeah, the, the fire with yeah, the, like, he's the got, like, three egg different of courage. Forms. Yeah, there's a couple different ones. Um, I Wikipedia'd it because I couldn't remember the name of the Digimon, and I like Wikipedia'd it and stuff and found out all that stuff out again. I'm like, oh man, I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, well, usually all you really need to do in that game is to level up your Digimon and sometimes give it extra stat boosts and things like that to get it to where it needs to be. And sometimes yeah. you need to digivolve it, digi- like do the de-digivolve to like raise um, a certain particular stat. But with Flame Dramon, you need like a hundred percent like friendship. There's like a friendship sort of stat. Huh. So that's just if you play with them a lot or give them food. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you also need them to hold the egg of courage. Which yeah. is an item, apparently, but I haven't even seen it. I haven't seen any eggs or anything in that huh. game. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hmm. super interesting. There's also what you were talking about, too. There's different forms of just, like, morphing Digimon together. Yeah. So they have one Digimon that can Digivolve into it, but it has a bunch of ridiculous stats that it needs. And me- it says, like, hey, you have to have 100% friendship with this other Digimon. Which, like, oh, in the show okay. is the one that they, like, morphed with. So... Which huh. I, it's pretty interesting. I haven't been able to do like any that's kind of like, neat stuff but, yet, but but yeah, yeah, that hearing about that game seriously had me wanting to go back and watch those. Digimon, Digimon monster, Digimon <laughs> champions. Okay, that's all I've been bridge. really playing though. Yeah, I'm still playing Gumballs and Dungeons. It is I don't have a lot of new thoughts either. It's a little stale. But it's kind of my own oh. fault because I'm not progressing as fast as I probably should be in the game. Oof. There's a huge story to it. Like I'm starting to see the scope of how long the story actually is. Uh, but I've had a lot more fun with the endless mode, which <laughs> is obviously going to be repetitive. Right. Uh, so it's kind of my own fault, but it's it's getting stale fast. I've unlocked a bunch of cool characters, though. There's I've got like six or seven characters and I'm only three levels in. And there's this huge tree of different gumballs that you can get. Like, one of them is the Terminator, and everything's got such, like, ridiculous cool. on-the-nose nods to things. <laughs> Pop culture references. I literally got Zoro's mask once. <laughs> and That's cool. he defeats bandits. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> I've also been playing Sonic 06 on Saturdays at twitch.tv slash Grace, And the game that does not autosave... I think it auto-saved once. It is not auto-saved for me. <laughs> There's certain Sith. points where it says, do you want to save? And you say, yeah. But it's not very You're often. You're supposed to say yes. Okay. It's not I, very often. I think it just doesn't happen often enough. It probably doesn't. That's terrible, though. You're like, it's for you to go, I think it saved, or I think it auto-saved once. Like, yeah, it was, it's real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but I've learned quickly, because I had to go all the way back once in the in the stream 
and then uh, I realized like you have three characters. You have Sonic, Silver, and Shadow. And you can play their stories individually. So yeah. during the streams, I'm going to try to play through as much as possible with one character. And if I mess up and have to go way, way back, then I will just switch characters over to keep the stream interesting. <laughs> but it's real frustrating. And there's some things that are like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get past that ramp that I was snowboarding on LJ. Because I saw that. Very end, you have to jump. And it's not like any other Sonic game ever where you jump off the <laughs> ramp. Like, as you jump, you yeah, hit. Yeah, because you were explaining the how up. the controls, like, you have to hold the stick down and, like, push up on it or something. Yeah, it's not the stick, but it's the button. So you're oh, holding down your jump button the entire time. And then when you go off the ramp at, like, the right timing, you're supposed to let go. Oh, gotcha. Instead of tapping it at the right time. So it's kind huh. of backwards. Um,. But the very end isn't a ramp. It's just like a weird slope thing, like cliff. And so getting yeah. the timing is kind of hard to tell when it's this white blur that's not very well done. <laughs> so I was worried that I couldn't beat it, but I did. And then we are back to way, way before that, even though I was in a totally different era of time. I'm saying that. I'm spoiling it. I'm streaming it. It's, it's literally more than 10 years old. 10 years old. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, I don't think anybody fine. cares whether you spoil Sonic 06 or not. Nobody wants to play it but me. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people are like, why are you doing this? Yeah, the time travel <laughs> thing's really cool. Very Square Enix. The soundtrack huh. is really cool. Very Square Enix. Yeah, I kind of did like a little bit of the soundtrack when you were playing it. And it's, what it seems like is there was a lot of cool elements about that game, mm-hmm. but it was just too. It was just so sad that it's just too broken. it didn't come together. Yeah, it's, it's so It's like somebody rushed. tried to put together a puzzle and realized some of the pieces didn't fit, and they're like, oh, screw it, I don't have time. <laughs> just Sega it. was the one who said, hey, you guys don't have time, developers. Developers yeah, don't I mentioned this on the stream. I'm really sad about this whole thing because that game itself could have been really cool but i'm sure that square Enix is going to be very scared to work with companies in the future because of that uh in this kind of in this way where they're doing the whole story and cutscenes and stuff (laughs) for another company and i would have loved i've said for years probably when sonic 06 came out that i would have loved square Enix to do a zelda game Mm. and that was like twilight princess-ish time era that i was like I saw Twilight Princess. I'm like, could you imagine Square Enix made the cutscenes for this? And yeah. it'd be this really deep Square Enixy story in the Zelda world. Yeah, Square Enix uh, is kind of like Blizzard in that way, where they produce really high quality like cutscenes and stuff. That's yeah. very true. I'm yeah. like, that will probably never happen, and it's because Sonic 06 was so bad. <laughs> like, I would be scared as a company to ever do anything like that again. Yeah. And then there's so many elements of that game that Sega is completely backed away from. And they're like, oh, we shouldn't do that. That's too much like Sonic 06. But like, no, that's not what made Sonic 06 bad. Yeah, it wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even the ideas. Like the the game and its realization of what it could have been may still mm-hmm. not have been the best game ever. But there's some good ideas there. They just, again, they didn't have the time or the resources to really implement those things in a way that And I know sense. the argument with that is like, well, even if it was a good game, he still would have kissed whatever her name is. Nah. And I don't think he would have. Really? I think if they were given know. more time, Square Enix wouldn't be like, you know what? That is probably a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know if I have that much trust in them, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah I think that um, 
there's there's so much that I would have loved that game to. I I wish they would have continued from that game. <laughs> I would love to see Silver again. He's I didn't been in other games. I like I Silver. Think. He's weird. His I was, I Brooklyn-esque was voice is weird. That um, that Rush was in that game. It's no use. From I think that was Rush, wasn't it? From Sonic Rush, or what was that character that Silver? Blaze, Blaze Cat. Oh, Blaze. Blaze. Okay. Yeah, she's. Yeah. In oh, it was Blaze from Sonic Rush. Okay, I thought that was the name. All right. Yeah. I was getting them mixed up. He's got a weird accent that doesn't make sense for his character, but you literally can pick up cars yeah. with your mind and is broken as that game feels. That's probably the best feeling I've gotten in that game is literally I couldn't get from point A to point B. And so he just literally like lifted up a car in a part of a building and I was able to platform across and I was like, that feels awesome. And then there was a giant monster in my way. So I picked up a car with my mind and threw it at him and was like, yes. That's cool. It's a, it's a good feeling. <clears throat> Anyways, I'll uh, I'll probably quiet down on Sonic 6 from here on out uh, on the podcast. <laughs> you can watch it at twitch.tv slash Grace again on Saturdays at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I just wanted to give some kind of final pieces to it. Yeah. Oh, what's going on in the gaming world? Uh, Alrighty. So, it's a big show today. Yeah. So Sony and Microsoft are working together uh not in the way that anybody would think it's like nintendo switch <laughs> yeah cross so, play so what they're doing <laughs> here is that um a couple of the there was a picture of a couple of like the ceos uh, from sony and microsoft shaking hands mm-hmm. and so this is for the cloud streaming services it was like watching trump shake hands with kim jong-un <laughs> oh man dang <laughs> I won't say which one of them is Trump and which one's Kim Jong-un dang. I feel like people are going to be like put parallels there that I don't mean <laughs> just something that I thought I would never see is all I was saying wow. yeah so so basically this is for uh, Microsoft's Azure Tech their Azure Tech their, um, their streaming uh, capabilities that mm-hmm. they're going to use on xCloud and so, which is awesome because that's revolutionary for Sony and Microsoft to be like, "Hey, like you know, let's let's team up." Yeah. Um, because what what's what has been said is that Sony decided that that their network was not capable of such a thing, mm-hmm. and so and so they came to Microsoft and was like, "Hey, we we need your help." But the problem with this whole thing that kind of surfaced recently is that apparently a lot of PlayStation employees didn't know about this deal until news came out. Yes, it's more of like a Microsoft and Sony deal and not a Microsoft and like Xbox and PlayStation deal. Yeah, PlayStation is a huge part of it still, though. But even though Sony is obviously the big, you know, they're the, you know, it's like Microsoft to Xbox, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, be at work one day and like, wait, what? We're working with Microsoft? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's significant. Uh, Everyone in that company should know, even if you're not necessarily in that department. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can't even imagine the conversation. Like, is this real? And just like popped up on Twitter while they're working. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently a lot of managers had to step in and be like, hey, this is not affecting our next thing. You know, we're, you know, everything's cool. You know, we're just kind of future proofing kind of deal. Hey, um, Xbox Live is going to be on our PlayStation to make it work. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I think uh, the perceived, I guess the the misconception when somebody looks at that headline and maybe thinks that everything's going to be on one unified console. 
Right. When that's not the case, or one unified service. It's they're working on like the software together. Yeah, it's the software about how uh, PlayStation. It's kind of like how PlayStation bought out the streaming technology to do PlayStation Now. It was called Gaikai. Mm-hmm. And so that is the technology they use for their PlayStation Now stuff. Um, apparently, they decided while well, streaming games in that aspect is not going to work because mm-hmm. it's a whole different type of technology, uh, and it and it didn't catch on. Right, so, I've tried it a couple times, and it's very yeah. laggy. Yeah, I have too, and it was okay. But you know, it's one of those things where they decided, you know, what they decided that the future was heading to down this way. So they went to Microsoft and was like, "Hey, we need your help." Yeah, I mean, it's crazy and kind of unprecedented, but it also makes sense as far as Xbox is concerned because they need some form of competition. Yes, and without Sony having this technology, like it would. It would blow it out of the water completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that it's definitely, you know, people think all too often of the console wars. And uh, I don't think that's the case anymore because even Microsoft is doing stuff with Nintendo now. Yeah. And so it, it all goes back to, I think it was the Game Awards, I believe, where it was Phil Spencer, Reggie, and Sean Layden from Sony all standing together being like, hey... You know, we're here, you know, to we're buddies. you know, the greatest in gaming. You know, we're, we're buds. We're homies. We're, yeah, we're homies. Yeah. We're all standing on the same stage together and we're not going to hit each other. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which people probably wanted that. But it's I guess that's really not the case anymore. Uh, you know, the console wars were happening as early as like the late 80s and the early 90s. So, uh, I just, yeah, I mean, it's kind of already won. Like they all three are doing very different things. Yeah. They complement each other really well. Yeah. And there are companies like Google with their Stadia coming out. Yeah. And that's what they these three have to combat against now. It's not against each other. It's about yeah, so companies like, like that oh, trying to come there's up. There's a new enemy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's huge. Like, you know, we're seeing Cuphead all, like, you know, we just saw Cuphead come out on Switch, you know, and Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And Minecraft being on like every console imaginable. The other thing to note on this, too, uh, is that that means that streaming games is probably coming up sooner than we think it is. Oh, And that also means not owning games anymore. That's a scare. Honestly, like, I I mean, I think it's great, you know, to see advancement in technology, but it's also scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I'm sure that I think streaming is here sooner than we think it is. I think that not selling physical copies of games is farther out than we think it is because you can still buy Blu-rays and watch it on Netflix. Uh, Netflix sells Blu-rays of their shows. Uh, I I just worry for the future future when yeah everything is digital and like physical copy is like hundred dollars a special edition right now. Like if you noticed, like CDs are hardly ever sold anywhere. Even at Best Buy, they stopped selling CDs. Target yeah. has like a small like line of shelves or or two, and that's it. Like eventually, we will get there with 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 that uh, but it just kind of blows my mind like movies obviously that's farther out but like you were saying but it's well we will get to that future eventually i i hope that we're conscious and we have a really good there's i can't remember the name of the comp like the group that does this but they try to preserve video games uh, as yeah, much as possible they're like oh, the video game right. preservation society or something like that yeah. yeah something really on the nose like that uh yeah. and i really would hope that they zero in on the digital world and make sure that there are copies out there that people can get after these services are done because what happens when you have the xbox 2000 and that's no longer 
being serviced because they're already on the Xbox 3 million. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing numbers out. That'd uh, be ridiculous. But they don't even service that <laughs> anymore. So you can't play the games that were streamed on there. Yep. It's, uh, I would hope yeah, that they're preserved. It's, it's a scary future. I mean, I say that, I mean, I, I am a digital, I do primarily purchase games digital, um, more physical lately, but just knowing, like, just knowing that I've already started buying games digital, I've, I'm mm-hmm. already kind of a part of the problem, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I have games <laughs> on the cloud the service to make space on my PS4. Yeah. And someday that cloud service is going to be gone. Like, they're just going to like, eh. Yep. Anyway, that's, it's a bleak, but interesting future, I think. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of different changes in the next decade. Mm-hmm. Half decade. Yeah. <clears throat> what else, LJ? Okay, um, so the next piece of news we have is that Treyarch is taking over next year's Call of Duty for Black Ops 5. So not this year's. This year's is 2019. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's so 2020 is... Uh, so Infinity Ward is is supposedly pretty much it's almost nearly confirmed that infinity ward is doing a modern warfare game like modern warfare 4 or something like that and so rumor had it that sledgehammer's next thing was going to be set in like vietnam or something like that it was going to be like almost like cold war stuff like vietnam stuff Mm -hmm. um but but then news came out recently actually kotaku jason jason schreier uh that gaming news industry wizard uh reported that Treyarch is taking over uh, that next game that Sledgehammer should have been working on with Sledgehammer being a, the support studio and helping them. And so this wow. is kind of scary because they've they've had this cycle forever now um, to where it would be uh, Treyarch Infinity Ward Sledgehammer. Uh, Treyarch Infinity Ward Sledgehammer for like the last maybe six to probably ten years almost now maybe. Wow. Um, so it's it's crazy because you know these people were probably working on this game, and they're like, "Wait a minute, uh, so we're not doing this now," and so they're just having to change the whole game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and these development cycles, they're pretty tricky. You know, we were just talking about how, you know, the games and the, the games industry last week, and we're talking about what kind of state it, you know it's in with the development and crunch and all that stuff. So right. I think it's interesting that they decided to do this and it may be because of the success of black ops four. So everything's usually directed by money. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm even hearing that, um, it may not have been sledgehammer. I think it was uh, Raven software who's partnered with PC development, uh, was supposed to do this next game possibly instead of sledgehammer sledgehammer did advanced warfare and, um, infinity wards known for the modern warfare stuff. So, Okay, it's interesting. We'll have to see what happens and and whether they stick to that because I think the idea is that Sledgehammer is supposed to help with like a single player campaign for Black Ops Five, and it's supposed to carry that same theme, a Vietnam mm. theme probably. And so, I guess Treyarch is going to handle the multiplayer stuff. That's what it's sounding like. So, once you come in on it, might be a good thing. Yeah, but it's all and it's also interesting too because. Treyarch just they basically decided they weren't going to have a campaign in this last Black Ops. Right. Yeah. So the more act, the more crazy stuff Activision does, it's you got to wonder what's going on because like especially Bungie, they parted ways with Activision recently too, so. Mhm. Yeah, it point. sounds like there's a lot of change for that company hmm. happening. 
So that's it for the gaming news. And then we will go into the poll list real quick. Yeah. All right. Uh, so for the poll list, we have Team Sonic Racing. I'm really excited about that. I'm probably not going to get it, but I'm, it want, I'm like excited really for the esports scene for this game. <laughs> that would be awesome if, if there were actually. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I've heard it's good. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it won't have a huge esports te- uh, scene, but I would bet yeah. that there will be tournaments that are streamed somewhere. It would be cool mm-hmm. to have like see like a, a team of like streamers or something like run the tables on people in that game or something like yeah it'd be cool like get like streams of like competitive Sonic racing would be cool it's a really cool concept I think it can get kind of strategic if they yep. uh, from what I've seen so far at least yeah um, so then the next game on the list is Observation that's a indie from Devolver Digital okay and then I think that was actually shown at the Sony's first state of play. It was like a space station like thing. Mm. Um, and so the next game on the list is Dauntless, which is like a Monster Hunter clone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming free to play right. tomorrow to consoles and to the Epic Store. And then the next game on the list is Splitgate Arena Arena Warfare. This is the one that you played a few weeks ago that I told you to check yeah. out. And it's Portal the one and Halo that, mixed together. Yeah, it's the one that Joe and I played at PAX, literally in a hotel. So. <laughs> <Which is> <laughs> Um, and then final for the pull list is Total War Three Kingdoms. That's a uh, Sega's Total War brand, which has been doing awesome. But that's like based off of Romance of the Three Kingdoms, like Dynasty Warriors stuff. Okay. So cool. that's it for the pull list. All right. So Endgame at this point is <laughs> kind of a mute point, anyways. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, were we talking about that or no? <laughs> we were trying really hard to have like our own like a solo podcast and it didn't work out and they're like well, we'll just talk about it and we kept putting it off so real quick um what was your favorite thing about endgame what was your least favorite thing about endgame? oh gosh hmm. uh, when you say real quick i'm like this is insane yeah it's not quick uh, dude. yeah this is a quick conversation <laughs> it's nobody cares at this point is the problem right, so right. <laughs> i'll go i'll go first i'll give you guys some time to think okay. uh my favorite part was seeing everybody together i didn't think about that part my least favorite is what they've done to hulk uh i think that i was i was expecting from thor ragnarok and hearing that there was a story arc that hulk was going to uh, come to terms with bruce banner and that at some point they would get to this professor hulk thing but it would be a mix of the two personalities right and it felt obviously more like uh it was banner's personality and hulk's yeah, brawn. you're right. And I was like, that's kind of a bummer. Like, like and especially loved... the way they did it, it wasn't a coming to terms. Yeah. It was. I, I would have loved to see him going one one more round with Thanos. Yeah, like yeah. they just didn't do him justice. Uh, yeah. Thor too. Like, if people are fans of Thor, they're probably kind of bummed with that like whole thing. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't, big... and I didn't have an issue with it. I was. I knew that the defenders were not going to be in this <laughs> until he goes. Is that everyone? And I got <laughs> so excited. Oh, man. So I was like, they're going to do it. And then he goes, you wanted more? And I almost like got up and I was like, yes. That's kind of like why a Why would jab. you even comment? Yeah. I was like, why would you even mention them? They didn't mention <laughs> them. But why would you even bring up are there more when you I, know I there's could, more? I could see what you mean right there. Howard the Duck was oh, in the movie. Oh, gosh. He was? Yeah. He was in the background. I missed that. I saw stills. I don't know if they're real or not. I someone could have photoshopped it, I guess. But man. Like the defenders should have been there. Well, like I said, I was I was totally okay with it until he said that. 
I think if Dang. he wouldn't have said anything, I would have been fine. I'm like, the defenders aren't there. I knew that coming in. But he got my hopes up with, is that everybody? And it would have been so cool for him to be like, no, we got a few more. More portals come out, and then you get a bunch of other people. And then the entire theater is confused. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't yes, be confused. No There'd be a lot of people rejoicing. No one watches the show, yeah, I was Cody. Gonna, I was only you. Say yes, but no. Like, yeah, like everyone's got their friend. They're like, "Who is that?" I mean, yeah. we're like, "That's from the Netflix stuff." They're like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> yeah. Um, for me personally, one of my favorite scenes, a lot of people's favorite scenes, probably was when Cap grabs the hammer. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty uh, sick. My like, and when I think of like the synergy of like watching it in a theater, it was that moment right there when everybody just cheered. Yeah. Oh, because it was so cool, and I think people are reading too much into why he's worthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think they, I think, um, I don't know if it was, if it was direct directors themselves, or I think they said other things. They said like, oh, he was always worthy. He could always pick it up. But I'm he like, moves no, it that's in dumb. Civil War. Like yeah, well, I mean, or, uh, Ultron, in Ultron, right? But it's funny because they didn't direct that movie, so it's like, yeah, it's like do you? It's like do you have a say in movies you don't direct? You know, like or in a universe that's not really yours that you just kind of direct? Like I don't know, but to me, my thing was is because the whole thing about I guess I've heard it explained in the movies is that you know the hammer is kind of you know you become worthy once you know you kind of you know give yourself up against all odds like it doesn't matter you know when when nothing else matters but you know but defending the realm or the world or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, so to me in that final moment when cap literally knew he was done he was going to be defeated or whatever and he just ultimately like at that point he decides well i'm gonna keep standing here until i go down to me that was at that point that he became worthy and so i think people are reading too much into that i think it was in that very moment he became worthy okay um i was really excited for the hammer i was very shocked i didn't mean the pun anything else when (laughs) he started using lightning oh yeah yeah i was like whoa because yeah uh, what's the vision? Use the hammer. He wasn't yeah. like throwing a bunch of electricity around. Yeah, that's true. It was no, just there's the hand. elevator yeah. idea. That's with a good him. point. That's a good point. I don't know if it's because Mjolnir can channel the the lightning or whatever. Because I think that was the whole thing about Ragnarok and when you yeah. know when Odin's like, you don't need the weapon, you know. Well, with so, the vision, they have the whole elevator argument. Oh yeah, that too. Elevator yeah. isn't worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no, and I I think what I. What I didn't like was, I don't know, I didn't really have anything I didn't not like. I think it was definitely like the Thor thing and the Hulk thing. Kind of basic stuff like that. Like, I I wish Thor would have been used better. Like, I thought Mm -hmm. at one point he was just going to be like, all right, time to suck it in, you know, and just be like, all right, let's do this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. He just didn't have a redemptive moment right there, which Which means it may happen in the future, but. Yeah, right. Wasn't right. To me, it's like, why would you spend these couple movies, you know, strengthening him up and having him, you know, kind of building him up just to bring him right back down or even lower again? Yeah. Like, so that that was my my issue with it. The Russo seem to have a lot more respect for Iron Man and Captain America than he does for they do for the rest of the Avengers. Well, see, that's another kind of thing I noticed is that Infinity War was very much focused on the newer cast members. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of having their moment, so that way they the older characters could have their moment. 
Yeah. Um, I guess another thing too, real quick, is I felt Captain Marvel was very underutilized. I'm like, we didn't. She didn't really. I mean, I guess she needed her whole movie, but she didn't seem to be this big factor. Like, of course, she destroyed an entire ship or whatever. But yeah. She really didn't surprising. seem to be this big factor that that they kind of built her up to be. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Shelley? Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I, I don't know if it's a favorite moment or anything. I, I really liked a lot of the character interactions just with each other, but that's a kind of mm-hmm. s- typical for any Marvel movie. Character mm-hmm. interactions are usually very fun and very good. Um, I think one of my favorite scenes, honestly, just from I think off the top of my head, was when they're trying to figure out where all the stones are, and they're just like in a powwow situation, and it just kind of shows like different scenes of like different days. There are like all these people who barely, you know, some of them know each other really well, but then you also have mm-hmm. you know, Rocket Raccoon and Nebula, who people, some people barely know in the group, and yeah. it just, you know, they're eating Chinese food and they're laying on the table and things, and it just reminds me <laughs> so much of college and like my college experience i don't know why that's um, funny i just thought it's cool, very huh? relatable sort of Mom, time yeah. where it's like here's all these people they're all like superheroes but they're still trying to figure this all out in the same way that any of us would try to figure it out or yeah i don't know it seemed them re- make them really seem like a family in a way that yeah. was kind of um, humanized them a lot it more, really humanized them and yeah again showed that they're very um even if they're superhuman they're still human um so yeah i mean some of them aren't human technically but you know what i mean they have those elements um what i didn't like it was just a tad cheesy but whatever i can't really complain too much about that but there are Avengers definitely some things where assemble yeah and that and like <laughs> i am iron man it's like okay <laughs> it was very yeah a little much on the cheese, but I don't really blame them too much for that. I think that was enough to get I, people cheering like, in the theaters or I whatever. I like how they still had fun with it, though. Like, the, this is the end game. This is it. Yeah. But we're still going to have they fun had, with yeah, it. Yeah, they definitely yeah. had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, my favorite was when, uh, was when Stark called Rocket a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> that was yeah. so good. Build-A-Bear, yeah. But yeah, and cool. besides that, yeah, I'm... A little sad Thor didn't get to do lots of du- super duper cool stuff, but I'm just hoping that maybe he'll redeem himself in the future. Um, also, Hulk disturbed me. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you doing? You're so yeah, weird. I, that scene in the restaurant was quite weird, too, yeah. He's um, my favorite Avenger. Yeah. And just Thor Ragnarok made me super excited for his future. Yeah. And then... yeah. I haven't had anything since then. Yeah, it was see, like, that's what, weird. That's what's sad for the Hulk is because, you know, he obviously they had the Edward Norton movie and then you get to see him do some stuff like in the other movies, which is cool, but it feels like this last phase, they just didn't do anything with him. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. The I mean, Russo's left everything in disarray, too. Like, whoever picks up Thor, I don't know if it'll be another Thor movie or if it'll be a Guardians movie that we see Thor yeah. again. Yeah. But you've got to deal with the state they've left him in. And then Hulk, if you have him in anything, uh, the Russo's destroyed his arm. That's with gamma yeah. radiation, which should make him stronger. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot to pick apart about this movie too. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're we're good at like tearing things out. It was it was good, and I'm glad that it happened, and I'm glad yeah. the movie exists. Um, it's really easy as nerds, I think, to like break it all down and figure out what we don't like about it and forget that like 
there's 10 years of our yeah yeah life that i mean i grew up with these movies so i'm really excited yeah it was it was very like mind-blowing just to kind of see it all come to to a fruition and kind of see how those 10 years just built up mm-hmm. i'm excited for spider-man see that wasn't super long yeah we, we made it work we could we yeah could easily i'm just gonna so much last through say. movie news i'm just gonna be very <laughs> quick because we i mean we could yeah. talk forever about we were going to for endgame uh, yeah, see, not, joe's not even here and yeah yeah i don't know we've tried and we've tried it's just as it worked. hopefully you cared about our thoughts still yeah. uh, detective pikachu it's Chilly, so weird oh, so we all watched it then yeah we yeah. all watched it oh that's so cool I, Super I was good. the only one who talked about it last week there is tie-in obviously to mewtwo as seen in the trailers yeah and that had me so excited um pokemon being real i like have this stupid grin on my face when the the pidgeys fly over the oh yeah, yeah field in the very beginning of the movie yeah and, and see like, that's that's why i love that movie so much is because like they actually did it you know it was like like i said last week it was like watching iron man or the avengers for the first time yeah and, and being able to say they can make more of these mm-hmm. you know that's that's cool yeah it was there's no end credit scene if anyone's wondering <laughs> i had to look that up too just to make sure because we looked you it up you can't sit down and not think about it thank thank you yeah Marvel. Marvel's done that to us. Yeah. I was hoping, waiting for like the Indigo, whatever, Indigo Plateau, the tournaments, Elite Four stuff. I was waiting yeah, for something like that. Well, I mean, yeah. they even mentioned Kanto. They mentioned Kanto. Yeah. They mentioned, I think they had some other it stuff ties in, in there. It seems to tie in more with the show than the, the games. But I'll say this on air. There's uh-huh. nothing confirmed, and I won't say why I think this. Um, uh, but I think, based solely on what I saw, that this Rhyme City that they take place in is going to be in Pokemon Sword and Shield. That'd be crazy. Well, no, I thought it was, I mean, I thought the Sword and Shield game was already like one new region in one city or whatever. It's one region. Well, because also Rhyme City was in the Detective Pikachu game, so. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, but Rhyme is that city... a whole region? No. Is there a region in Detective Pikachu? No, it's Rhyme City. I think Rhyme City is going to be in Sword and Shield. Could be. I I'll, I'll explain after the show why I think that. But okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't know where you're going with this. But, but yeah, yeah, I think it is. We will see. Calling it now. Uh, I could be wrong. I could easily huh. be wrong. But I think it'll happen. <laughs> cool. Do you have guys have any other thoughts on Pokemon? S- on Detective Pikachu? Can't go over how strange it was. I I really I mean, liked it, but I, about it. I mean, you guys just saw it. All the, for the acting first time over the was subpar but then you have Ryan Rails Pikachu dropping like dirty jokes and yeah <laughs> it, it was really I'm like who is this audience little, for I guess me it, it was a little like, mature who, yeah yeah what the <laughs> reporter was so cheesy yeah oh yeah yeah and it makes me sad because that actress she's actually a pretty good actress um but I hated her character just because of the way that she was acting it and it probably wasn't mm-hmm. even because of her just being a bad actress necessarily, but I think they actually just want her to act that way. Like that probably. Which irritates me. I'm like, she this reminded is the me most of like a character. Disney movie. Yeah. Like a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> exactly. She was like that. I'm like, you are the weirdest, cheesiest character, and I really don't like you at all. That Mr. Mime scene was super dark too. Yeah. 
<laughs> that, but it was so funny. But it was yeah, it was a little darker they, than I expected I think them to the go. The thing about that movie is they really did not know. I guess not know what their audience was, but I think at least age wise, they were going all over the place because the characters yeah. and the overall plot seemed like okay, this is like pretty kid friendly, especially the big twist at the end. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's straight out of a freaking like. It is straight yeah. out of a Pokemon movie, but I don't think like an animated Pokemon <laughs> movie. Like it seemed like yeah. that would be something that would happen. I'm like, oh, this is some crap. Um, <laughs> but then you got you got Pikachu and you got the other Pokemon and you got yeah. some scenes that are just they drop some stuff or they like where that's like a sublimely like inappropriate joke or political statement or um, yeah, what you're yeah. talking about the Mr. Mime scene. Like it's it's so weird. I think that's what one of the reasons why I think it was so weird because I don't know if they knew what yeah. they were going for necessarily. Like I loved the environment I think... and I loved the whole world building of it, but yeah, it was so weird. It, it, <laughs> I think a lot all, of that though is worked. like if you go to back to like watch Aladdin the cartoon. Yeah, like Rob Williams throws some jokes in there that you were like that should not be in a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's part of just like. We're older now, so when we look at a kid's show, we get the adult <laughs> jokes a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it all worked in itself because it didn't take itself too seriously in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's why true. it really worked. It didn't really, but yeah, I'm I'm just sad that the acting was not great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's okay. If they do, it'll hopefully be better but in another movie. I'm excited for more movies. Like, they're going to yeah. make more live action, whether that's actually connected to the characters in Detective Pikachu or something entirely different. Like, they're going to continue I hope this they world. just go entirely different. And I'm super yeah. fine with that. I think the world building again like was Pokemon the best fighting, part. Like a Pokemon trainer story, but I would love a Pokemon trainer story in this. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be yeah. great. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I think. I would love to see that. Again, like, that's one of the things I was a little disappointed about. I want more Pokemon battles. And it made sense, you know, Rhyme City, we all live together, peace, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I want more, I want more fighting. That's what Pokemon is. It's a bunch of fighting. <laughs> and yeah. friendship. I think they've already confirmed Pika- Detective Pikachu 2 as well. Yeah. I don't know how do. that's going to work, but. Yeah, so I'm like, how? I don't know how that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but why? Literally. I Ryan don't. Reynolds, the Ryan Reynolds meme. If you've why? seen the movie, you'll know why that seems. Yeah strange but i think one of my favorite parts actually was and i really don't consider this much of a spoiler we did talk about that there's no end credit scene Mm -hmm. yeah but you should watch the credits because there's really good art in there oh yeah yeah like it's very good it's it's so credit scene is good yeah you could say that yeah they turned the characters into into the classic like pokemon like yeah trainer art. it was a lot of fun I really, really, cool. really like that. And I was there. I watched with my boyfriend and actually an obnoxiously um, large amount of other people. That doesn't matter. Um, but my boyfriend, he was just like, yeah, man, these credits make me want to play a Pokemon spinoff game. Like, he got in the yeah. mood to play yeah. Pokemon because of the credits. So, yeah, that was I legit cool. wanted to play Pokemon after that. And I'm like, I don't own any of the games. So, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would, if you're a Pokemon fan, I feel like you should definitely watch it. Just. It's not a masterpiece. It's full of weird cheese. It's not just cheese. It's weird cheese. So yeah. just be prepared. It's not a it's Pokemon master. I realize this too. It's basically Zootopia. That movie is <laughs> <Yeah>. just Zootopia. <laughs> yeah. A I little bit that. different conflicts, yeah. a little bit different other things, but at least the lead up, I'm like, this is just Zootopia. And I don't know how I feel about that. So 
Hmm. <laughs> yep. Anyway. You guys watch any other movies? I watched uh, Princess Mononoke. Nice. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Really good movie. I mean, I don't really need to talk about it too much because it's been out for years. Yeah, forever. Uh, But that's one of those movies. It's like I think I'd seen bits and pieces of, but I had just never watched it. And I bought it on Blu-ray like a year ago, maybe, because there were so many copies. And I'm like, this is a crime that nobody's buying these. So I'm like, here, I'm going to buy it. So It's it's a very good movie. And I finally watched it. It's one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. I almost forgot. I watched Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Batman versus Turtles. Oh my gosh. I need to go watch it. Turtles. (laughs) It's really good. It looks like it looks like Nickelodeon and I I don't know about who did what uh, but it definitely looks like Nickelodeon animated it and they but they didn't pull like a Ninja Turtles animation. They pulled like a um, inspiration from the old 90s batman oh cool but did it in the nickelodeon art style like it's like those animators did it huh that's awesome uh, so it's a cool mix of things it's i don't know it's a lot of fun i i don't know what else to say besides that i really want to read those comics because i hear the comics are really cool there's apparently very many of them from yes. the credits they show all the different comics where batman and oh, Turtles cool. come together. wow oh wow that's awesome. there's a ton of these i will yep. say one thing that really bugs me is that Batman can just wreck shop on all of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I'm like, I get, I it, it bugs me that not all four of them together can take him. Like, I get one-on-one, Batman should be able to destroy each one of them individually. Huh. But as far as, like, the balance of characters, like, all four of them should be able to go toe-to-toe. I mean, there's that classic question, though, is, like, how much prep time did he have? Not a lot. It didn't seem... <laughs> Right. And so I don't know. Like he out ninjas the Ninja Turtles, and like I think that he should have messed with all of them one on one, just rush like, up, and then they were like, "We something. need to work together." Super cheesy because that's how cartoons work. And yeah. then they put him on his butt. The power of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Will TMNT oh, become part of Justice League? Uh, no. they don't in this, no. but there's a lot of connections. I mean, I think. They, the Ninja Turtles are even in Injustice too because of that crossover. So, yeah, oh, dang. it's really cool. Yep, I, I don't know. It's fun. Watch it. It's definitely not part of like this Justice League War stuff that I'm into. Uh, Batman Hush is, I think, the next movie in that, and that looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks really, really good. But it was, it was a good watch. If you like Ninja Turtles, watch it. If you like Batman, you might not be like as into it. I think it's got to be a Ninja Turtle fan to really enjoy it. Huh. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, anyways, movie news. Right on. Movie news. I also watched another movie, but... Oh, go for it. Um, I watched Spirit. We watched so many movies this week. Again. What'd you watch? Spirit. Silent of some... Oh. Yeah. Oh, you guys yeah. Ghibli's. Horse movie. <laughs> oh, the horse movie. I thought you meant Spirited Away for some reason. <laughs> no. No. I watched that movie so much as a kid. I can't remember who it was that was babysat with me, but they loved Spirit. Spirit's the best. So we watched best. that on a daily basis movie that's a dreamworks movie too isn't it well yes dreamworks has done good stuff for a very long time i think after watching spirit again just because again i yeah i was obsessed with it as a kid i watched that movie a lot as a kid um as are all my roommates so that's why we were watching it um (laughs) my dad liked it i remember that just realizing that dreamworks 
makes really, really good stuff, but also yeah. makes really, really bad stuff. They're so inconsistent. <laughs> so anyway, I don't have much to say. Oh. It's not like I, it was the first time you watched. Like I, I've I seen mean, Spirit a million yeah. and a half times. But it's cool though. Yeah, because that's like one of those movies you can probably throw in the background. And I mean, I guess maybe I'm a little biased because of that nostalgia, but I feel like it's still a legitimately great movie. If you haven't seen it, it is a kids movie, but it's really good. It'll make <laughs> you cry, and it's. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll always praise Spirit. I I played the video games when I was a kid. I played the uh, Game Boy game, as well as oh, the yeah. PC game. They're definitely they're very different types of games. Um, I think huh. both of them you would rescue horses, but it was very different ways of doing it, if I remember correctly. Anyway, that doesn't <laughs> really matter. Um, Spirit's a great movie. Let's talk about news. Let's talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. We're getting another Mortal Kombat live action movie in 2021. James Wan's doing it. He it's been like 30 years. Aquaman director. He usually does like mm -hmm. horror movie stuff. So that's going to make uh, Mortal Kombat really interesting. Just as Mortal Kombat is very savage in its nature. Yeah. They got a lot of supernatural elements in Mortal Kombat. They or like Freddy probably... Krueger is a guest star. And yeah, Jason in the game. Well, yeah, but those are like guest stuff. But I mean like Mortal Kombat alone like like with Scorpion and there's a lot of supernatural elements they can really do with that. You know, because a lot of these Earth realm people, a lot of the Earthlings, you know, they're going to this island and, you know, and discovering what this outworld thing is and how there's like a whole other realm and stuff like that. So... There's a lot they could do with it. All I remember from the original movies, because I used to quote it all the time. I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but it was, I am not ninja. I am Ninkwe. Oh. Sub-Zero <laughs> yeah. said that. And for whatever reason as a kid, I thought that was the funniest thing. So like throughout growing up, whenever I hear ninja, yeah. I go, I am no ninja. I am Ninkwe. Yeah. they um. So they put out two live action ones back in the day. The first one, I highly recommend. The second one is just super cheese. Like, beyond like i don't know as a kid i don't think any of them hold up fun. anymore honestly but well the first one more so than the second one like honestly i would say like aside from like recent movies like the first mortal kombat movie is is probably one of the best video game movies out there well i would honestly. say go to youtube in youtube mortal kombat oh mortal kombat legacy. legacy i haven't seen that i knew what you were gonna go with whenever you see yeah. youtube super good the hmm. one with the Robots, I can't remember its name, their names, uh, is really, really good. Cyrax and Sector. Yeah, yeah. Huh. They have like a test of the yellow one. Interesting. And it's really, really good. I need to go watch those, but um, I just missed them because they're like mini webisodes for a while. Yeah, um, I, I kind of wish that this was going to be a CGI movie made by the people who did the last Mortal Kombat. Right, that does look very pretty, that Mortal Kombat yeah. 11. The um the stories are very are very well done in those games. I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. Um, yeah, this is a situation where I kind of wish it would have been it would be their stories continued or something. I'm confident movie. that the way that I could see this being taking a lot of notes from like DC, mm -hmm. like their recent stuff. So with the recent with the way recent DC movies are going, I could see this actually being very good. If they were still in Zack Snyder mode and wanted everything to be like that. 
it would also work, but I still feel like it wouldn't be as good because it would take itself too seriously. Part part of Mortal Kombat is kind of understanding like how unrealistic and silly it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just think all the color usage in Aquaman, as far as the effects go, mm-hmm. I think Mortal Kombat needs to be a really pretty movie. Yes, it effects does. wise. Yep. Yeah. And it, cool. and yeah, the games are gory, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the movies have to be. Yeah. So they just need to be pretty. Yeah. Uh, second bit of news, the one that you may or may not have heard about, depending on things. Um, if you live under a rock. Robert Pattinson <laughs> is going to be Batman in the movie. Who's that? The Batman. So he played <laughs> Cedric Diggory in the fourth Harry Potter movie. He was okay. Hufflepuff. He's great. We like Cedric Diggory. A lot of people give him crap because he was Edward in Twilight. Um, the Twilight series, I, I, lo- I mean. I love that buildup that you took to get there. <laughs> hey, I know him from uh, I know him from Harry Potter, so I really right. don't have much against him. Everyone has right, something against right. him, but I actually don't because I, I didn't really watch the Twilight series growing up. So I never watched Twilight, so the only things I know about his acting in that is from the trailers. And what I know from the trailers, I think he'll be great as Batman because all he's doing is brooding in the trailer. No, that's true. I hate... I hate to say it, but I've seen all of those movies. Say it out in, loud. in theaters. I've seen in, all those movies just in theaters. Didn't I don't know. I missed them, and by like the second or third one came out, I was like, oh, I didn't see the first one. I, I lost interest, enough. but but my family didn't. And now at this point, I'm like, I'm not gonna see them because it's a <laughs> bragging right. No, if anything, here's what I'm here. Here's what I'm hearing is that you should watch his other stuff that he did after uh, yeah. those movies. Um, because he's done a lot of smaller, more independent films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think apparently the one I hear a lot about is Good Times. I have no idea what the content is like in it. So I'm yeah. not saying you should go and watch it based on what I've heard. Um, maybe go look it up and see what it's about first. There's yeah. another movie called Lighthouse that he's about to be in, which apparently is going to be really good, too. So, uh, so yeah, I would say maybe check out his other stuff. He seems like pale Batman in the Twilight trailers. But yeah, a lot of people <laughs> are very iffy about it. We actually have a question from a listener regarding this Batman news. Six Room yeah. asks, with all the controversy over the newest actor down to the Dark Knight's cape and cowl, who would you prefer to play Batman? Would you want your pick to play an origin story or a Batman in his later years like Affleck did? Or maybe even an Elseworlds story? Do you guys have an opinion cool. on that? I've got a couple. So, Louis Tan, and this isn't really fair because he did play Batman already. He played Batman in Titans, oh. uh, the TV show. But you never see his face. Uh. And he's got kind of like a, a more Asian look to him, which you don't really see in uh, movies ever. And it's kind of a weird thought. You're like, oh, Batman would be Asian. But if you look at some of the comics, he's actually got this kind of, if you look at like Louis Tan, uh, just League War, that kind of Batman, that kind of Bruce Wayne, has got almost like an Asian look to him. Uh, so I think that he could do really well, especially after seeing him in Titans um, huh. do like the stunt double stuff. And I don't know much about his acting as far as that goes. And then my other one, I actually wanted Matt Bomer to play Lex Luthor because uh, he would just, he'd do amazing as Lex Luthor. But he could play the like the rich guy, Bruce Wayne, really well, too. Uh, he was in that con man show. I can't remember the name of it now. 
basically he was a con man he gets arrested and then he helps the police uh figure out con jobs by reverse engineering them the way he would do it interesting yeah he's a super good actor and plays like the rich cocky guy really well so those are mine oh and i would want both of them to play uh younger versions I think you have more longevity when you play a younger version and let them grow up in the movies. Yeah, that's fair. I think that they just need to... I promise I don't know enough about Batman. I don't really follow Batman that much. Mm-hmm. But at least, like, comic standing, I just feel like they need to do something totally different. They need something totally different. They've done so many Batman stories and trilogies and not trilogies necessarily, but they, I mean, they did have a trilogy, but so many like origin stories with Batman, Mm -hmm. I think. And I'm just worried, like, is this just going to be another one? Like, I want them to approach Batman in a very different way. I just don't think they're going to with Robert Pattinson. I, I, I should say too, I'm not against him being Batman. Right. I'm not really against him being Batman. I think what you said, like, with the actor you're talking about, like, yeah, just having, I mean, is it sacrilegious to want a Batman that's not Bruce Wayne? Yes. No, because there are other other Batmans that are. I mean, I'd love to see Thomas Wayne. I'm just saying, can we have Um, another Batman that's not Batman Beyond would be fun. Because that'd yeah, be great. Well, like, if we could have a non-Bruce Wayne Batman, if we could have a different Batman, that would make things um, way more interesting, I think. Because we've seen Bruce yeah. Wayne a million and a half times. We've seen up. him everywhere, okay? But we haven't seen Bruce Wayne... Like, we haven't seen that Batman done... I'm going to say this, Dark Knight fans. I, we have not seen Bruce Wayne done well. Well, so... Christian Bale well, did a great job of, like, that version of Batman that they decided to make that was very grounded in reality. But it's either like that where he's a ninja or this new one's going to be very heavy on the detective. We haven't seen him be scary like Ben Affleck's people are scared of that Batman, but we haven't seen any reason for people to be terrified of that Batman. Mm. I would love to see everything mixed together well, that he is this world class ninja. He's a world class detective. And then he's got a fan. He's a fan of like theatrics and likes um, using fear to like manipulate people. Yeah, I think that'd be super interesting if they just focus on that. It doesn't matter if it's Robert Pattinson or not. Um, but yeah. I just don't trust him at this point. They try to be so creative and like you don't need to be like, just make a Batman movie. So there I would uh, what the question the question mentions like Elseworld. And so kind of. There's a lot of other Batmans in those all the other multiverses. Like, even Thomas Wayne, you know, is Batman in like Flashpoint and stuff like that. There's that vampire Batman. Yeah, there's um, yeah, cool. there's so many different ones. But I was trying to look because I think at some point in the comics, um, Batman expands his whole thing to where there's bat there's Batman in like different parts of the world, I believe. And uh, so I could have sworn I read about there was one comic series where there was a Batman like overseas in like Africa, like almost like Black Panther type of stuff. That'd be cool. That reminds um, me of I mean, Into the Spider-Verse a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think they should take that approach maybe because of Black Panthers, since Black Panther's already a thing. But maybe it takes, I don't know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of different ways they could do it. Um, 
but maybe that could work. Maybe making some kind of alternate, you know, Batman, like you guys are saying. Um, just something different. Yeah, something different needs to Batman happen. Batman Beyond would be really interesting, especially Batman in post Iron Man world. People would uh, would want, um, I think, like people have been saying, like they should have Robert Pattinson be Terry McGinnis and have Michael Keaton as old Bruce Wayne. And there you go. Do you know much about Batman Beyond, Shelley? Nope. So Batman's retired. He's an old, grumpy old man. Uh, Terry McGinnis is this kid who I think is like trying to mess around with the manor. I can't remember why he's over there. I think he ends up getting beat up by the Jokers, though, which is a yeah, gang, gang of Joker fan enthusiasts. Uh, and Bruce Wayne kicks their butt with a cane, uh, takes McGinnis in and gives him this high tech Iron Man suit uh, that like and tells him he becomes his kind of his AI, even though he's not like an artificial intelligence. He's literally there in the Batcave mm-hmm. telling McGinnis what to do. Oh. Uh, and then McGinnis kind of like goes out and becomes like they're like batman and he's come back yeah, yeah. and he's this th- long skinny looking Batman. I, I think my weird off the wall pick if i was ha- if i would have to make a pick for bruce wayne though would be like keanu reeves i think okay. because i think because where he's at in his career right now too yeah i think it'd be kind of cool since like he's you know he's he's a little bit older he's not he's not like you know super like he's not super old for them to do like a dark knight returns and he's not super young either so I don't know. I just feel like, especially where he's at in the career, in his career, and people are kind of, you know, he's he's got a really good, like, I guess as an actor, he's got a good reputation mm-hmm. as far as like being a, being a cool person. But also with the John Wick movies and things like that, like he's the type of guy where I've seen like behind the scenes stuff, and he really gets into his roles. Like there's that whole scene where he did that like shooting obstacle course, like as John Wick. So I think he could maybe pull off. I think he could pull it off. I don't maybe not Bruce Wayne so much necessarily, but. I don't know. I think that'd be my off the wall pick, though. I know everyone's Costner to play. Um, is it Costner? No. That who do they want? Keaton to yeah. play uh, old Bruce, Wayne. old Batman, old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I think like, Kevin Conroy, yeah. the voice of Batman. He he's got that look now that he could be retired. Sorry, Kevin yeah. Conroy, I love you, but you couldn't play a young Bruce Wayne anymore. The uh, the Keaton thing. I mean, is only because half of it's because Keaton was like in the first. He was. Everyone's one favorite of the first Batman, yeah, yeah. He was like the first major on-screen film uh, Batman. So, I think Kevin Conroy could look really. Kevin Conroy voices him in like everything. Mm-hmm. And he would do great. Yep, give him his screen time. Cool. I don't. I don't know that he's actually been on. Like, I don't think he's never. I don't think on he's screen. ever done live action stuff. Yeah. So who knows? What TV shows you guys been watching? I've, actually... I've been watching Mob Psycho 100. Oh, how are you liking it? Is that the one that we were told we need to watch? Yes. Last? Yes, Jason said for us to watch it, and I watched it. Do you regret it? No, I do not regret it at cool. all. Um, it is awesome. So I finished, I watched the whole season within like a week. Nice. Well, actually, yeah, within a week, because it was last Monday when he said, you guys should watch this. He's been telling me actually for months now I should watch it. <laughs> and so... Uh, the cool thing was I watched it Monday night and I put it on Facebook and I'm like, okay, here you go. And so I finished that first season last night. It's it's a good, silly show. It's it's one of those things where you watch it and you're like, this is the weirdest, probably dumbest thing ever. But it's also one of the most like well-written like animes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of cool, compelling characters. Uh, it just It's one of those shows where it just kind of goes in directions you wouldn't think it would. 
<laughs> so Mob Psycho is awesome. Um, you should go watch it. Yeah, I want to. What have you been watching, Shelly? I've actually been watching a couple things. So I I didn't mention it in the past couple of podcasts because I never really thought myself of really watching it, more just like passively watching. But there was a time yesterday or the day before where I actually put it on. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I've been oh, watching Bob's, Bob's Burgers, Burgers is so good. It's, I love that I, show. Never consider myself to like every like adult cartoon type show. I look at it and I'm like, I just feel like I don't, I wouldn't like it. It's got adult humor, but this but one, not, yeah, like, it's really in a Family Guy sort of way. It's it's super it different. Feels a little it bit feels more cleaner, but not. It feels kinda. way different. And um, so my roommate were, was watching it, and I started watching with her. That's how I watch all new shows, and I'll talk <laughs> about the other show I've been watching with her as well. Um, or watched with her, I guess. But um, yeah, I actually really like Bob's Burgers. Um, it's it's growing on me. I can lot. make myself look like Bob more than I want to admit. <laughs> oh yeah, I think Bob's um, my favorite character, honestly. We, so good. Me and my sister have been saying that my mom and stepdad look like Bob and Linda, and so for Halloween last year, they went to some costume party dressed up as Bob and Linda. That's so good. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, because my stepdad already had the mustache, and my mom's got like the hair and, and like glasses, kind of. Mm-hmm. So all they had to do was like the aprons on, practically, and it was it. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. Yeah, I scrunched my neck just right, and I shaved down to the mustache. It looks real <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's it's. I like that show a lot at this point. The other show I watched was um, a show called Little Big Lies. I think it. it there's only one season right now, but they're going to have another season coming out in June, I believe. But me and my roommate watched this first season. Technically, I didn't see the first like two episodes, but I caught up real quick. And it is an HBO show, full of all the HBO rated R stuff. So just be warned if you're come interested in the show but i think it was really good and really interesting it's about uh it sort of centers around five moms from monterey california who are very rich and have these kids and a lot of their kids are around the same age and are in the same class but there's just lots of you know deception and manipulation and and sort of lies and like all these different groups but um I don't know, it's super interesting because all these moms and the dads, they're, you know, the husbands are very important too. Um, They're all very rich. They're all, a lot of them are kind of jerks. Like, they're bad people, but they everything they do is for their kids. Um, It's a really, I think it's a very well done show. There's, but it also handles extremely mature things such as rape such as abuse such as you know things like that and it shows it pretty clearly so um mm-hmm. just be warned for that sort of thing but it's it, it really gives this like very interesting picture of the life of being a parent of being a married um person in a life of being rich i don't know it's super interesting plus hmm. there's murder like <laughs> It starts, the show starts by showing that there was this murder. They don't show who was killed and they don't show who killed them. But the entire show plays as both a flashback, like a, yeah, flashback to things that happened leading up to this murder, as well as sort of small tidbits of interviews with different parents who were somehow, 
like who are part of this school, like they're all in the same sort of school. All their kids were. Um, so they they interviewed these different parents, saying, "Oh yeah, this person was doing this." So like, yeah, she's super suspicious and stuff like that. While you also get to see all of this backstory, yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited for season two. Um, it has a lot of like really good actors and actors. It has Reese Witherspoon. Um, it has. Hmm. Oh, I don't remember the names of some of the others. What really threw me off is that I started watching the day I watched, uh, or the, the, the either the day of or the day after I watched Detective Pikachu, and that that uh, actress from Detective Pikachu is in the show. Very huh. different character she's playing, and she's plays it. She plays it really well. So that's what threw me off a lot. I'm like, what are you doing here? Wait, you're this type of actress? So that's like, prob- what? That's probably what opened you up to like to being able to, I guess, focus on the acting. Exactly. Of yeah, of being able to analyze. I'm like, yeah, I, I see you acting this other thing, and you're acting really well. And oh, Cheyenne Woodley's also happened? in it, which is crazy because she has been in a lot of not so good movies, but she she's really good in this show um yeah it's it's good show but definitely super duper radar (laughs) um okay and i don't really count game of thrones my roommate watched it i know what happens but rip game of thrones dude it's done i mean done peacefully it's not like it ended soon or anything like it was a finale it was a planned finale but it is over like that's an eight year long thing or something right eight years it's Eight seasons, ten years. Oh, ten years. That's cool. Eight. Yeah. But <laughs> they could have... So I, I know a lot of people are in uproar about the season finale. Um, I don't think the season ended poorly. I think that the season was, was poor. poor. I th- yeah, I th- that's think exactly that Final what... Destination would have been totally okay. <laughs> uh, but the season before it could have been broken into two seasons or into a full-length season because it was only eight episodes. And then this season could have been at least two more seasons. Mm-hmm. That wow. last episode could have been um, another season by itself, I think. They would have to add a lot that I have ideas about that I don't want to give away because it would show where you are at in the last episode. Um, but yeah, you could have had another three seasons out of the last two, mm-hmm. uh, almost four seasons. So. This is really unfortunate. Uh, but I don't think the destination is bad. I think it ended okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that sort of thing. Pretty much all that you were saying I've heard. Except for, I guess, splitting seasons off into more seasons. But the fact that it was it, it ended and it wasn't perfect ending, but it was at least acceptable. You know? Yeah. So It just feels super rushed. It's just crazy. Again, like, it's it was such a legacy. Makes me mm-hmm. wonder yeah. if there's going to be another show like that. I don't know. They're going to have spinoffs for this specifically. Um, I don't. It's weird because they don't really have anything on HBO that could take its place yet. Westworld kind of this futuristic show. It's all about twists and turns. I mean, I'm but... hearing there's other good shows on there. Like there's people that are saying, "Hey, keep HBO around because there's still these other shows." You, well, you for me out. and my roommate. Little Big Lies is that show now <laughs> because it, yeah. it came out in like 2017 a... and I think the next season comes out in June so it's going to be like a two year gap for every season. I don't know how many seasons they're going to have either. HBO's got a lot of good shows. There's just nothing like at the yeah. scale I guess. No for sure. And Watchmen's that, uh... coming. Um, I hear there's a show called Chernobyl that just started which I'm hearing is good. Yeah. 
Um, there's another show called Barry uh, that just I think that just had a season which I hear yeah, is good. Good shows. There's just again uh, I don't know the content of these shows, but it's all HBO, rated R. So. All of it. Yeah. HBO. Yeah, but I'm hearing they're good. So all rated HBO. Yeah. That's a yeah, all rated Game of Thrones. TVMA if if people want to get technical about it. Yeah, <laughs> there are going to be spinoffs, and those are, can are easily understood when watching. This so I guess finale. you could people were people were stark raving mad about the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I that that was actually I watched that, and then on the very opposite end of the spectrum, uh, my wife really likes She-Ra, and so nice. I'm watching it with her. Cool. The second season. Yeah, I hadn't watched the first. She was like, "I want to watch the second season." And it's I was like, "Well, like, okay. I got to see the first season because." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had watched most of it. I was gone. I was missing like three episodes, I guess. Huh. And so she was. Like, we turned it on, and she just hit X, figuring that. Or sorry, PlayStation. She hit play. Yeah. Uh, thinking that it would go to the second season. She's like, "I've already seen this already. Why is it over here?" And I was like, "Oh, this is where I ended off." <laughs> and she was like, "You're like three episodes behind." You're like, well, it's "Let's watch them." Good. I don't know. It's very. Um, it's very friendship is magic to me, and like they don't. My I don't Little like, Pony or friendship is magic. There's a difference. <laughs> it's very My Little Pony. The I don't power know. of friendship kind of thing is what you're saying. Yeah, I think the power of friendship is probably it. Like, it's very like yeah, we could do it if we work together. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause it, I mean, it is a kid show. Right, like it definitely is yeah. a good show. So I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of Voltron's whole basis. I liked Voltron. <laughs> Voltron know, had but, good character development. But I mean, isn't I know, this made by the like same Voltron. people as Voltron? It is DreamWorks. But, yeah, but I mean, like Very Voltron in itself, the concept of Voltron is that these characters form up to make yeah. Voltron. So by the, they like, literally, at some point, uh, are like, I think they say the power is friendship in Voltron at some point at the end. <laughs> nice. they're all like drifting off into space and we're like we need to be friends or this isn't gonna work and i was like thank friendship you friendship is the most powerful thing <laughs> in the universe friendship <laughs> makes the world go round <laughs> that's what those shows say yeah. whether or not it's true anyway. i don't know so she-ra is fine um it's just like made for little kids <laughs> and made for girls and like i've got nothing against like shows made for girls you're but like it's very targeted girl show yeah like i don't want to <laughs> be like because like yeah i watch other shows that are like because i remember totally spies i watched that as a kid had no problem with right. that i watched and i watched i watched a lot of shows that were like targeted to girls kim but, possible i love kim oh, possible. i totally watched kim possible yeah because he's an intellectual but i just yep <laughs> <laughs> But I don't like My Little Pony. And when I'm watching this, I feel very much like I'm watching like a My Little Pony type thing. And I'm like, eh. There's some cool stuff going on, though. I guess. It's not as character development heavy <laughs> as Voltron or Avatar or Last Airbender. Dang. And like, that's what I want out of a kid's cartoon. Cool. Yeah. LJ. Shelly, were you watching anything else? No, those were the two. That's it. Three. Yeah. I said Mob Psycho. Okay. Cool, cool. We'll get into the news then. Um speaking of westworld trailer for season three came out it's heavily focused on aaron paul who is jesse pinkman in breaking bad and he hasn't been in the show before does so he have the cool. need for speed 
It looks very. I <laughs> it, I almost felt like I was watching in a a trailer for not Need for Speed, but uh, Altered Carbon <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, this was very much outside of the park, and Westworld is taking place mostly in the park. Huh. So this feels like this season is going to be very much outside of it, and it's going to get very Altered Carbon esque in so the sense knock, that. So are they going to knock it out of the park? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I I really like Aaron Paul. I kind of wish that he was in Ultra Carbon watching him in this. I was like, oh, you'd be really good for an Ultra Carbon type show. Um, it's interesting the direction they'll go. I don't want to say too much outside of that just because I it's a good show. It's a show that not a lot of people are watching that should be watching. Hmm. It is kind of HBO's closest thing that they're going to get to a Game of Thrones-esque I think in terms of budget and like yeah, it sounds story like they should make that their front runner since Game of Thrones is done right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then CW, we got a Batwoman trailer. Kind of shows the origin story of Batwoman. Nice. Uh, who is not mm-hmm. Batgirl? I've seen some posts that were like, "Why is she?" Batwoman is a whole this? separate character. Yeah, Batwoman is like, uh, she uses a gun. And she doesn't really like hang out with Batman at all, especially in this show. Batman's not even present. Yeah. Um, very kind of separate entity. It looks really cool. I think it's going to be really good. And knowing that Arrow is coming to a close, it makes sense because I feel like this is going to be Arrow's brooding substitute. Replacement. Yeah. Instead of trying to make Batman, they're actually going to have a bat something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that first arrow, the first season of Arrow was Batman Begins, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Batman's suit is in Batwoman's trailer, so that's cool. If you want to see what CW's Batman would look like. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler, it looks like Christian Bale's Batman made for TV. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, And then, talk about streaming services, we have Warner Media. is working on another streaming service. And we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but it can have TNT, TBS. It might even have HBO shows. So it'll be kind of Netflix, the Netflix for Warner media stuff. And mm. it's or weird because like they the have, Hulu maybe. Yeah. I, it's just strange because they have like DC universe already, which is its own thing. And they have, I read that they have, a ton of different streaming services that they've tried and that have failed. And so, but they've been niche. It was like classic movies or oh, they've man. never had like a Warner Bros conglomerate streaming service. So we'll see. I think that if they add DC Universe to it, it could succeed. If DC Universe is separate and time in the Warner thing, then I'm personally better off getting HBO now and DC Universe instead of this thing if it doesn't have DC Universe. That's all I care about. I'll watch that other stuff if it's there, but I don't really care. Um, And then on the other side of things, Disney, adding another one to their Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, they now own Hulu. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm yeah, scared. Which is crazy. Yeah. And I was trying to think, my first thought was they were going to shut down Hulu because that nah. just made sense to me in the immediate. But Disney Plus is going to be a very hard pg-13 nothing past pg-13 yep. on disney plus hulu doesn't have that restriction so far yeah uh, i would venture to say that the netflix shows end up on the netflix marvel stuff ends up on hulu 
and that more rated R-ish content um, that's Disney original will end up there where it's kind of already branded. Yeah, no, it could. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, with Ghost Rider, we look at, you know, that Ghost Rider show coming out. Yeah. So I, it's kind of crazy. Disney's literally going to own everything. They <laughs> own, um, they've made three of the most well done, like three of the movies that have done the best at the box office. Star Wars uh, and then the Avengers mm-hmm. movies. Oh, yeah, and then Avatar is under their belt now, too. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So they didn't make that one, but they own it. Like, right. It's just crazy. Like, they're just... They own some of the biggest movies. Monopoly. Yep. They, and then they, oh, Hulu the has a ton of Fox and ABC stuff on it, too. Mm-hmm. So when you when you say that, um, you know, Warner is going to have, like, TBS and TNT stuff on there, I inst- that's why I thought of Hulu, because Hulu's got a lot of networks on, on their stuff, too. Yeah. We're getting to a point... I've said this on past podcast, past podcast, and I've said it uh, on my own Twitter. Just like, I, I think it's really going to happen. I think we're going to get to a point where uh, cable doesn't exist. Yeah, shows will come out like DC Universe is doing it, where it is still weekly, uh, but it's at whatever point in the day, and then uh, you will spend ninety dollars a month not on a cable uh, provider, but on a package of streaming services. Yeah. Uh, which was the joy of Netflix was like, I got eight bucks in like a month and I don't have to I get all these great shows and this is all I really need. Yeah. Uh, and now it's going to get to a point where if you want to watch all these different things, you're going to need to spend. Yeah. I 80, think bucks of, a month anyways, I think of the ones I already have and it's like I, I, I let my DC one lapse because I have my yeah, personal. Well, personally, it's it doesn't, it doesn't have a PlayStation app, so I'm like, I'm not going to sit at my computer and watch it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have Netflix, I have Hulu, which are the more expensive ones. Um, but then I have Funimation and Crunchyroll. I got rid of Verve because there was no point for me to have that when all I was going to watch was Funimation and Crunchyroll. Um, but there's just so many out there. Uh, there's a lot of the free ones too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. And then Amazon, there's plenty of stuff on Amazon I can watch too. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll get to a point where it's all going to be one package, I think. Yep. So that's where we would end the show, but we have one last question, kind of last minute, uh, specifically for Shelly. Shelly. What? Why did it take 20 minutes to figure out how to pick up an object in Grim Fandango? Uh, because they trained you. This is from Jason. Yes, and I know he said he was going to bring it up. Um, So, Grim Fandango is ridiculous and confusing and... (laughs) I love the game, but I also hate the game. It's they train you the entire game to use two different buttons to interact with things. And I'm playing on the Switch, so I'm gonna re- gonna be using the Switch button language for this. So the A button will be for picking up or interacting with an object. So if you find an object and you want to use it or you want to interact with it, you press the A button. Pretty simple. The Y button mm-hmm. is just Manny will observe something about it. He'll say, like, he'll identify what this object is that he's either holding or looking at. Um, so then you're like, oh, wait, what is this? And then you press Y and he's just like, oh, this is this. And I'm like, great, Manny. Thanks for that. B button puts away items. <laughs> if you are currently huh. holding an item, if you are currently holding an item that you grabbed from your jacket, you press the B button to put it back. Or you just... It's a regular cancel button. They train you 
to think it's a cancel button. At least that's how they trained me. The entire game. There's four parts to this game. I'm mm. in the last part. This was in the last part of the game, and this has never been implemented. <laughs> never affected me until then. Um, wow. But I was trying to pick something up to put it in my jacket, which is always the A button. But the problem is, yeah. when I was pressing A, it was interacting with the object, not picking it up. And so uh. it would do so- it would like do something, but I actually needed to take it and carry it somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, huh. this is ridiculous. This has to be a bug. <laughs> I looked it up, and other people were saying it was a bug. And a lot of people were saying it was a bug. That it was a game-breaking bug, and that their only way to fix oh, it gosh. was to have a save right beforehand, and make sure you press the A button. F- like you had to do something. Yet there's a special way you're supposed to do it. But then, it turns out it wasn't a bug, and they're just like, "Okay, no, you got it." And I couldn't find any instructions for the actual Switch version. I only had instructions people were posting about the Steam version. And so, like, "Oh, you're supposed right. to press this button." And I'm like, yeah, you're like, that is okay. <laughs> so I like, I, and I'd been mashing some buttons at that point. I was pressing L and R and things and I'm like, none of this is working. So I'm like, okay, here's what the A button does. I press the A button and he uses, uses the item and I press the Y button and then he observes the item. I'm like, and this is what the B button does. And he picks it up. He picks up oh. the item when I hit B and I'm like, that's <laughs> trash game design. You don't train your yeah. user yeah. to to have a certain understanding of controls that far into the game. Literally the yeah. last mm-hmm. section, and then switch it up. I was wow. upset. I'm like, I I mean, I've taken a game design class. Like, it, I, from that standpoint, just from a design standpoint, I'm like, this is that's yeah. not how you do it. Like, this is such an old game, so it's not like they're gonna fix it. But oh man. So that's Dang, that's the story. Bingo. I I do not feel stupid. I do not <laughs> feel dumb because that's actually just not good game design. Like so she many other betrayed. people, so many other Fen people did Dang. that. So, oh. of course, everyone's like laughing at me, but I'm like, you know what? No, I actually do not feel bad for myself at all because they <laughs> should have done that better. So Rage. that's what happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. We'll end the show there, then. Shelly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at the shellshock 24 and I should actually... I feel like I'm going to be finishing Grim Fandango this week. So by the time you hear this, I may... So there's no button mess-ups? Yeah, I, pff, I don't know. Button mashing <laughs> apparently works. You win the game by button mashing, apparently, and getting lost cool. and doing really, really illogical things. Yeah, game. I, I can rant about the game. I love it, though. Like... I feel like I can do that. So by the time you hear this, I may have already finished it. So I can't say what I'll be playing next. But as of right now, it's Super Mandango on Tuesday nights at the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel. Cool. Five o'clock PST. Yes. Usually. Yes. LJ. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ. I will be starting uh, the Forgotten Sands uh, from the Prince of Persia series. Uh, I will be starting that on Friday. Twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Cool. I already brought up Sonic the Six like three times, so. Yes. Twitter, at Cody Armor. Tweet at me. Say hi. I'll give it a heart. It's a free heart for you. Uh, yeah. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye. Peace out.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.